everybody, welcome back to Players, Creators, Procrastinators. Um, I'm Aaron Leal, joined by the fabulous Tanner Dashing. Sherlock. Tanner oh, Sherlock. Yeah. I, 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 I just expected fabulous, and I was pleased with that. No, your hair is extra flippy today, so I added the dashing. Like in a good way? Like in a good way. Which oh, is why sick. Sick as fuck. Um, so today we're going to talk about um, Only the Brave, because the last episode we had the homework was to watch that movie, and it was very important to do. Yep, and then Aaron decided that he didn't want to watch it because he's an asshole. I, so good job, Aaron. It you was, dick. I just forgot about it until this morning, and I realized I couldn't watch a two-hour movie in a 30-minute drive to get here. You suck. So I just accept your hatred. <laughs> Thank you. I, Which isn't any different from a normal day. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, uh, that means that that's gonna, we're going to have homework at the end of the episode. And then we're also going to have to watch Only the Brave again. Well, I won't because, you know, I watched it like a good, like a good little boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Aaron's going to have two pieces of homework. Watch Only the Brave so we can talk about it. And then um, the thing we'll talk about at the end of the episode. So I'm on a college campus. Uh-huh. I didn't do my homework. <laughs> and I'm wearing pajamas. <laughs> You're basically back in college, Aaron. <laughs> I'm I'm living the dream. Good job, Aaron. Uh, these pajamas, by the way, have little dogs on them. It's very important that you understand they have little dogs on them. I. It is actually kind of cute. Right? Okay. The dogs are cute, I mean. Not your pajamas. Okay. Not you wearing the pajamas. That's not cute. The dogs are cute. Um, however, I did do something that wasn't only the brave that actually like is part of the podcast um and i don't know what it is so aaron yes do you want to tell me now or do you want to wait okay so what i did instead of watching that movie i i thought of my ideal pokemon team oh my god (laughs) so my ideal pokemon team this is this is based on evolution and based on um, our own synergies right off the bat we have lotad he's basically like you know like Which a, one's low? I rem- I used to play Pokemon as a kid, but I don't remember like a lot. I used to know all of them, every single one by name, but I don't. But then anymore. they just kept adding them. Yes, now there are like over like nine hundred, I think, or something like that. It's That's crazy. Something wonky, and I went through all of them instead of going through this movie. How long did it take you to do that? I don't know, like an hour, maybe two hours. The running time of a movie. Yeah, I was about to say, like, if it was like two hours and thirty minutes, I'm gonna strangle you. Um, all you need to know is Nine Tails. Nine-tailed fox. Good Pokemon. That is all I'm going to share today. You have Lotad and Nine-tails, part of my um, team of six. Fantastic cuties. Are we going to fucking stretch this out over three episodes? I also... <laughs> you no. suck. I also went so through the um, um, popular role-playing system, GURPS. Actually, okay, thank God you did some sort of research. Which I've... is a like a general universal role-play system. Yes. GURPS. Yes. Um, and I went through all the skills and wrote down skills that would be applicable to our game. I'm glad you did that. That's actually like research, and I appreciate the fact that you did something. You were you worked separate from me, mm-hmm. and you know instead of doing your actual homework, you de- you decided to work on like extra credit. Yes. Which is okay. Thank you for approving. Um, but we'll talk about those skills later. Yes. So um, we spent probably we spent a good amount of time working on the game, and we came to the conclusion that the concept, the initial concept, is slightly flawed. 
Yes. And that we want to go about it in a different way. So we decided that instead of playing as the saviors of like the like the disaster relief team. The heroes. Yes. Instead, we're gonna have you play as the victims of the disaster. The people mm-hmm. that the heroes would normally be saving. Mm-hmm. Um now the reason we did this is for a few different reasons. Um I have had a slight issue with the concept, not in that I believe I believe I think I've mentioned this before, but I believe that any idea can be made into a good piece of media. Mm-hmm. Um, at least it, as long as the idea is a, um, it's like it has to be like a large idea. You can't be like very specific because mm-hmm. once you get down to specifics, that's usually what ruins an idea. But like you can, I think any idea, like even if it sounds silly, as long as it's a major concept, can be made into a good game or a good TV show or a good movie. However. So what was wrong this time? Some things are easier to make into good products than others, mm-hmm. right? So I thought that the that narrative had a hard time arising out of the conflicts that one would experience um, within an environment where they're, the, they're solely heroes dealing with natural disasters. It's such a specific concept that it kind of limits, I think, storytelling capability. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's okay. Like, I'm sure a good game could be made out of it, but it was hard to come up with ideas where that could be cohesive with each other. Right. Where um, you can have a bunch of different backstories, but you're all doing the same thing. Exactly. And you have to, like, where does the role playing come in? Does it feel natural? Like, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. we changed the concept. Um, you are now going to be a just a person in the disaster trying their best to survive with other people, with a group of other people. Yes. Sort of like... An escape room kind of thing, but not really at all. So, Just the word escape, really. Yeah, I was about to say surviving, I guess, or like figuring out how to not die. Is but, yeah. But that's kind of every video game and game in general, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Which is a whole other thing, but for another time. Um, so it was, it was also mm-hmm. weird, like to because we were like building up sort of a sort of a wacky game. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of ideas for like classes and like. Um, like different companions that you know a certain class could have, like an ostrich. I was yeah. part of the idea of an ostrich, and it. I felt like there was a certain amount of like narrative, like non cohesion. I keep using that dissonance? word. Dissonance. Uh, yeah, sure. Narrative dissonance. Uh, with those. Like, grappling with those, like, there's a big natural disaster, and also, there's a kangaroo helping me out of this fucking wreckage. And you're like, well, that is very tonally weird, and, like, feels not right. Um, Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make a system that is a little more versatile, because, you know, you can have a comedy campaign in something like um, Dungeons & Dragons, but you can also have a very serious campaign. We wanted to create a system like that, and I think that the, well, we think that the savior angle, or sorry, the save angle mm-hmm. um, kind of leads us in that direction. Yes. Um, so... We uh, wanted to clear some things up because, like, obviously this is a big change and we've already done some work, so we wanted to go over um, some of the ideas that we are still, like, sticking with. Some of the ideas that we'll, like, transfer over and... It's most of our ideas, to be yeah, clear. Yeah, like... Uh, 80% of the ideas are still transferring over. Yeah. So we're going from savers to savees, and the things that are still staying are um, deck manipulation, 
and having separate decks yep. um, as, like, the core mechanic. Yeah, dealing with cards is still, like, the main thing we're going to do for now. Mm-hmm. Um, having a point-by system where you, you know, um, customize your skills to match the character that you want to play so that there's a lot of customizability. Yeah, we can work on, we're going to work on, be working on those, but we're still sticking to that. Um, the, the DM having um, sort of like a build-your-own disaster sort of thing yeah. where they can like mix and match different disasters to make it more interesting. Yep. Keeping and more that, dynamic. Keeping things interesting. Um, keeping the idea of instead of having a pool of health points or whatever, like, oh, I have 60 HP, um, having just like stages to your health and like you know, super healthy and, like, exhausted or, like, fatigued or whatever, right? We mentioned before that we wanted stages to be kind of, like, an important thing in the game. Like, not an important thing, but a uh, mechanical uh, motif, I guess, where it applies to a few different situations. We're still working on that, but things like disaster stages, Mm -hmm. um, health stages. Yeah. We like like that idea. Everything will just be, like, in stages versus having numbers because um, 1,000 HP on a tornado... I have no idea what that means. Exactly. But a stage four tornado, okay, I understand that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure tornadoes are actually measured in stages like that. So (laughs) that was like, Aaron meant that as like an arbitrary number. He didn't actually mean like a stage four tornado. It doesn't matter. Um, And then the last thing that was um, transferring over was the idea that you shouldn't have to play a healer or have a healer on your team in order to play the game because, um, like going back to D&D, like, you have to have a paladin or a cleric or something in order to have healing. But um, we we think that everyone should have the ability to heal. You know, yeah. if there was a first aid skill, then everybody has the option to train in that. If it, nobody trains in that, that's just fu- that's just on you, dude. Exactly. <laughs> like, then you have no healing on the team. Yeah, because we didn't want to, Aaron specifically, and I agree with this, didn't want to pigeonhole players into being a, like, purely healing class because that can be boring mm-hmm. for some people. Yeah. Um, and I agree with that. I think that is totally fair. So all those years are still transferring over from um, save your to save e um, relatively easily because they weren't all they're, they're not specific to being the, a saver, right? Yeah, like there's like they are not unique. They are not unique experiences, and what uh, my professor calls unique verbs, like unique. Um, identifiers of a world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the mechanics we built aren't based on you being a savior necessarily. They can be used in that way. But like most mechanics, they aren't exclusive to that type of, like, person. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah we're keeping all of those things. Um, and we also came up with a couple of new ideas. that Some hot, fresh off the press uh, ideas. Pancakes, yeah. <laughs> Pancake of ideas. Um, based on the whole save-y save concept. Mm-hmm. Um so the first one was um, like levels of anarchy. So it's in theory going to be a system in which um, the level of like chaos happening around you um, changes uh, and like has stages, like it has measurable stages. So a DM can be like, they are at stage three chaos or anarchy. And mm-hmm. um, whatever that means, we haven't decided yet. That's Maybe that's high, maybe that's low, mm-hmm. but... That'll be different from, say, stage five, maybe, like, you know, stage six. Right. Um, so it's a way for DMs to keep track of, um, like, setting uh, chaos, like, you know, what's happening in the setting. It, um, it allows for a mechanical way to 
influence narrative. And also we wanted players to be able to influence this as well. Mm -hmm. So maybe like killing people increases the level of anarchy, for example. Yeah, uh, if that was you, just that was an easy example. Uh, if in order to, um, you know, get to the chopper or whatever, then you, you have, to have to mow down a few people, mow down some people on the way in order to survive, and yeah. that increases the anarchy. But maybe lowering the anarchy would be saving people. Uh, uh, alternatively, like if you like, uh, you did some trading or something, like oh, yeah, you want to help us out and like we can work together instead of just killing them. Or yeah, maybe you like blow up a house accidentally, like the gas line like starts leaking and you blow it up, that increases the anarchy. We all have blown up a house accidentally. From, it happens, know, man. Years. But the, the point is um, we want a system like that. Um, something I realized it's sort of like is uh, Dishonored, if you've ever played that. I have not. Good game. <laughs> it's a good game. Um, what happens in Dishonored? I'm not going to go over the plot, but basically... Shut up. <laughs> basically, um, as you can either kill people or you can um, use non-lethal ways of removing people. Mm -hmm. um, if you kill people, um, there's what's called, like, your chaos increases, right? And mm -hmm. so there are more enemies. Um, you see more bad stuff happening around, like... The levels oh. um, lower chaos has less enemies um, like different like stuff better endings that sort of thing so mm -hmm. um, that's it that was just a system I realized was kind of similar it's not identical to the way we're doing it but you know there are some similarities well I like that yeah it's uh, interesting stuff um, morality in games is something that I often enjoy examining if we yeah huh. just to bring up an example, Spec Ops The Line is a game that, it's like a shooter, right? Like it's a military shooter, mm -hmm. but instead of being like um, this game, like a Call of Duty where it like glorifies like these heroes like fighting against like, you know, villainous Russians or yeah. whatever. Triple kill. Exactly. Um, Spec Ops The Line takes a sort of almost Vietnam-esque like cynicism to the genre where like mm -hmm. you... Like as like you're killing people, but it's like, oh, these are like just these are people, man. Like they're not like <laughs> yeah. inherently bad. They're just like you know citizen, like civilians, or like you know just people with lives and like thoughts and families, and mm -hmm. like you commit like atrocities, like and it's really interesting. How does you know that I mean? affect the gameplay? It, is it just like a narrative thing? Like, damn, a, that sucks. It's or... a narrative thing. It's purely narrative and. We're not going to get into that discussion because I have other thoughts on that. But yeah, I think like dealing with morality is interesting game and interesting in games because of that element of choice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what video games have. That's what games have in general over other mediums is that ability to choose. You know what I mean? Even if it's not, I choose to kill these people or I choose not to. It's mm -hmm. I'm choosing how to kill these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we're gonna take that. Mm -hmm. That narrative push, uh -huh. and we're going to make it a mechanic. Exactly. We're going to make mechanicalize, if that's a word. Right. Um, uh. And this this level of anarchy, it's worth noting, it's not 100% like new. Like, this is like a, a rework of the old idea, which was, um, like, there was a level of, oh, sorry, like a morality meter, where, like, if you do good at your job, people respect you. And if you do poorly at your job and you can't save people, then um, they don't respect you and they don't listen to you. Yeah, so the, we did take influence from our previous work. Yeah. Um, it's not a wholly new idea, but it is very different so much so as I'd call it a somewhat new idea. 
Yeah. So instead of, like, people respecting you, we're going to the level of anarchy just, like, around you. Um, yes. Which is influenced by your actions in the game. Yep. Um, so that's one concept. Yeah. New concept. Sort of new concept. The other thing um, is less, to, less of a concept and more of a new focus that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, we want stronger interactions between players and NPCs and um, the role play that comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, something we talked about a lot with the last idea was role playing and how that arises out of the situations that you know would naturally occur mm-hmm. in a disaster. And we had, I especially, had a <laughs> lot of trouble uh, imagining it, picturing it. Um, but I think this new direction offers a lot more uh, chances for stuff like that. Right. Um, also, the very like the very beginning, the first thing we fucking dunked on was that we didn't like combat. And then we spent a lot of time talking about combat. Yeah. And, and what? Yeah, exactly. It felt like Aaron, we, t- we started talking about it naturally, and then Aaron's like, wait, but wait, didn't we not want this? And I was like, yeah. I. To be fair, I think that's not to say combat isn't fun, but combat in... Tabletop games is often not fun, at least for me, especially Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder, right? Um, which are basically the same game. But so, still, so if we have um, where you're the savies and there's a stronger focus on um, on role play and NPCs, and then um, the combat that might arise is just sort of like a less focused part. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, you're just trying to like. You know, you're trying to be safe. You're trying to survive. Like you're, you're not gonna like fight everything on the way to the, you know, the school's gym. Exactly. Like, this isn't a zombie apocalypse game. It's a. Yeah, you're not just gonna fucking bash skulls in and go looting, looting rampage. Um, oftentimes, I think it's interesting that uh, survivor narratives often focus around one's ability to fight, which is almost animalistic. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's very much of the, fuck, I forget my Freud. I think it's of the id. Like the oh, deepest, like head. You know, yeah. Do you, did you ever take psychology, Aaron? The ego, the super ego. Yeah, yeah, yes, actually, yes. That that is what I'm basically. talking That sounds about. like I'm making fun of you, but those are actually <laughs> yeah, concepts. I know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, survivor just often focus around like you know one's ability to fight. Um. So it's interesting to try and make a game that's a survivor narrative about literally just surviving. You know. Mm-hmm. The other new concept we talked about was not having classes. Yes. So, yeah, we discussed a class system, and um, my point um, was that people aren't, like, real people don't fit in the classes, really. Like, um, you'll notice in a lot of games like Dungeons & Dragons that are class-based, multi-classing exists because, like, sometimes you don't want to just be pigeonholed like that Mm -hmm. and so a purely point by skill based system allows for a lot of customization and allows for a lot of different types of people to be made in the game system you know what i mean so we're not going to have classes uh no i don't think we are so how how will you know you have your abilities and stuff and so right now we're thinking about that we're still working on it but we think right now that as you um level up certain skill level up being an arbitrary like not arbitrary. Never mind. As you buy As, more points in certain skills. Thank you, yes. Um, you might gain new abilities, but we're still thinking about it. We're still working on it and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. 
that's where we are right now. So yes, that is the reworking of the concept and that are some new ideas and some old ideas that we are keep making and keeping. I got, I got my sense and, got weird here. And, and, and making? And keeping and throwing away? No, we're making. Got it. Okay. And keeping. But are we, are we burning? No. Well, actually, no, no, we're not going to burn. Okay, got Depends it. on the level of anarchy, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, those are our new ideas. Um, the new homework that we have. <laughs> so, again, we're Aaron is going to watch Only the Brave. We're going to discuss it next episode. Mm-hmm. Watch it when you go home. And then um, we also um, wanted to look at the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. True. Um, tabletop role-playing game as um, inspiration because it's about people dealing with forces that are bigger than, than themselves. Um, yes. So in Call of Cthulhu, the characters are a lot more human, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're all human. Like, the point of Call of Cthulhu is that these are mundane people, basically. Like, maybe they were war veterans or, like, scholars, but they're still, like, just people right. dealing with these, like, forces that are either incomprehensible or too big for even one person or maybe, like, a group of people to deal with. Right, and that's similar because, like, in our game, you're like, you're just a person yeah, you're trapped just a, in a natural disaster. And, yeah, like, you can't fight the natural disaster. You just got to deal with it. Mother Nature's pretty scary. Exactly. So we wanted to look at how that game, um, you know, engages its players, um, tells its narrative through mechanics, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little bit of knowledge of, uh, you know, um, Lovecraftian lore, and I know a little bit about Call of Cthulhu, just, you know, mm-hmm. through, I guess, cultural osmosis, subcultural osmosis. What are you saying? You're just throwing words together now. <laughs> cultural osmosis is the concept. You know what osmosis is? Like, like Mr. Jones? Like Osmosis Jones? <laughs> no. Oh, my God, that movie. <laughs> Bro. No. Um, osmosis Jones. Jesus Christ, Aaron. <laughs> No. Um, you know what's funny? I watched that movie before I watched Only the Brain. You're an ass. <laughs> no, osmosis is this concept of, it's like, it's like when water seeps through a membrane. I know what osmosis is, Shut okay? Shut fuck up. No, you don't. Yes, oh, I do. You, apparently you didn't. Subcultural osmosis, sorry, cultural osmosis is when ideas get transferred, like, just through conversation and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I know about certain movies because people talk about them even though I haven't seen it. Well, that's what that is. It's like having never seen Star Wars but still knowing that Vader, I am your father scene. That's like some of the... Vader's his father? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh... <laughs> so anyways, I know about Call of Cthulhu. I know about uh, Cthuloid stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll hopefully come back to you guys next episode. With... So we'll talk about only the brave. We're going to talk about Line the Brave. We're going to talk about Call of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu. And um, we are going to probably talk about skills. And um, skills. Yes, because I have a, a list of skills now. Yes. Um, that I want to cut down um, because there's a lot of skills that in that in that GURP system, like like bioengineering and like yeah. uh, space combat. And it's because it's... A generic role-playing system. It's a right generic now. role-playing system. Yes. So they have skills for literally, like, everything. Exactly. Um, and so I had to, like, pick ones that were relevant to, Us. Uh, you know, survival. Yeah. And, like... Um, so, yeah, we are going to discuss skills next time. We'll go over a skill list, talk about how they work, mm-hmm. um, and talk about the homework that we have to do. Hell, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for so much for listening. Uh, if you like this episode, you know, give us a 
like on Spotify, give us stars. You can like on Spotify? Yeah, you can like heart it, I think. Give us a hearts on Spotify. Yeah, I think you can do that with podcasts. Give five us, stars on iTunes. Give us five stars on iTunes. Um, share it with your friends. Share with your friends. Go in the comments section on Spotify. Tell your professor, your game professor, about this cool podcast that you're listening uh, to. Send this podcast to 10 of your friends, and if they don't send it to 10 of their friends, then... They die. They die. Um, this is a, a, a cursed chain link podcast. You've listened to it, and now well, the timer's going. You, can, you better start sending. Yeah, exactly. If you don't do it by the next episode, you're going to also die. Sorry about that. It's a shame. Well, that's um, how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next episode. What's our motto? We're going to make a game. Uh, we're going to die trying. Uh, we're going to do a big group. Yeehaw.